Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Bollet, as always, as the Avalanche lose in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes 4-3. to That's, I guess, for some reason, people aren't used to the the big losses we've had this season, because I, I did not feel anything from this game. This uh, Compared to the other losses this season, this was nothing. It was, I mean, it, it's always disappointing to lose, but I was over it after like 40 minutes. Like it, it, it sucks to lose, and the way you lost is kind of funny because you score on yourself. But overall, you're you're going to lose games every once in a while. You can't win everyone. And I thought the Avs were competitive in this game. They made some brain farts like they usually do. But overall, like you said, I I can't be super pissed off. Like you're going to lose games every once in a while. Like that that's just the story of the how the NHL goes. Yeah, when the other previous six games you've lost this season have been in such dramatic, heart-wrenching fashion, you know, you get a point out of this game in a road game where you didn't play terrible. I didn't think I didn't think they played great, but they didn't play terrible against a team in Arizona that is currently in a playoff spot. You know, compared to everything else this year, I'd take it. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about this. I don't know if we said it on the podcast, but some crazy shit happens whenever you go into the mullet. Like it is just one of the craziest environments to go play in, not because it's big, but it's just the coyotes play really well there. And how about that run for the coyotes? What they beat the abs, the lightning and Vegas in their past three games. Yep. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. To, like the coyotes are not a joke. We've said it since before the season even started. This is a decent hockey team. And you look at them right now. They're above 500 and in the second wild card spot. They have a chance. I know you like instinctually you want to be like you can never lose games to the Arizona Coyotes. They got good players and they've got a lot of camaraderie. This is a fun hockey team in Arizona. I, I know I should hate them. I kind of love them. They're Dude, great. We're on the same page, man. Like we should hate the Coyotes. They're in the Avs division, but I'd say of all the teams in the Central Division. I kind of like the Coyotes, man. Like it's it's ever since we had Richie on, it, it's like I, I kind of have a soft spot for the Coyotes, man. And they are like that team has been through so much shit. They've literally gone through rebuild after rebuild, and now this rebuild seems to be working. Um, so you kind of can't be like fuck the Coyotes, and I should be, but I I think I kind of like the Coyotes, man. Right after everything they've gone through, like you, you kind of want them to succeed at a certain point. Right. Like, yes, I don't want them to move. I want them to stay in Arizona and I want it to work. And I want this team to be good for a couple of years. I want them to have a couple of years where they make the playoffs and like genuinely contend for a cup at a certain point. And I, I feel like we should talk about like the mullet arena stuff still. In year two, is it not getting a little old to like they oh. show the app they show the atmospheric and it's like one level and the press box is like in the crowd? I don't think it'll ever get old for me, man. I think it's awesome. Like I, I don't know. I, I just think that those NHL fans 
in Arizona, they get to go. The games are giving, they're getting to experience one of the most unique things in, in NHL hockey that will never happen again. Like, like we, I, we still need to get out there for a game to watch. I imagine it is the best experience to watch a game live there. It's, I know it's only 5,000 seats, man, but for me, it will always be cool. It, just because you're so used to these like 20,000 seat arenas that, to see something that small and intimate just brings me back to watching college hockey at high school hockey. Like it just brings me back to that. Right. I mean, but also the visitor's locker room is very makeshift. There's concrete in the coach's room. So Bednar's got to take off the skates. The press conferences are in a tent outside press boxes, like in the stands with everyone else. Like, that part, the 5,000 people, very intimate atmosphere is cool. This is not where NHL games should be played. No, and- it's uh, I'm 100% on the same page with you that it's it should not be. It is funny that a billion-dollar league is having to do this. It is funny. And I, I think it'd be, even, it'd be more of a problem if this wasn't happening to the Coyotes. Like, if this happened to any other NHL team, I think it'd be a much bigger deal. But since it's the Coyotes, everyone's kind of like, ah, it's okay. I think my issue with it is, is like, there really isn't an end in sight right now. Like, if it was like two, three years, we're lining this up, we've got something coming, we just got to stick with this for a little while. I don't think I'd care at all. I think I'd just be like, yeah, you deal with it. Short-term stuff, shit happens sometimes. They got to figure something out here. Then, like, have a plan, like an actual tangible timeline to be out of here because this is fun but we're, we're already getting in year two and i'm like this is kind of embarrassing that we're kind of still doing this right now it's fun at a certain point it's going to be like we need to get out of here yeah i don't know if there's anything in the works for them to get something it's just going to be a shame because like like we kind of talked about this team's getting good like the logan cooley kicks ass clayton keller's really good nick schmaltz even though we wanted to be an av so bad he kicks ass like Sean Dersey was a, is a good defenseman. Like this team is going to be good. And Connor Ingram has turned into a pretty good goaltender. And uh, Vishmelka is pretty good too. Like they have a good team. It, it's just, I just have a feeling it's going to be a, like kind of a repeat of what the Nordiques did where it's like, they finally get good and then they leave. Yeah. I mean, if they're not leaving yet, I don't feel like they're going to leave anytime soon. True. I think that I think they're ultimately going to stick it out and stay in Arizona, and I want them to. I'm yeah. in full support of them staying in Arizona because I think that fan base that is there deserves that. But there does need to be a plan in place here because it it does get a little embarrassing. Did you notice last night during the broadcast? I forget. I think it was going into the attack once side. There's just a giant pillar in the way of the camera if it goes into the corner. Yeah, I noticed that right away. There's like a tent sticking yeah. out. There's like this is not built for NHL. That makes it so funny. Yeah, like, it's time. pretty funny. Um, because that cameraman, uh, the, I'll give the altitude crew credit. Like I, I think our cameramen are better than a lot of the hockey games I watch. <laughs> they were, you could tell they were getting pissed because they're trying to keep that out of their shot, but they have to show the action in the corner. And as a result of that, they had to do that stupid behind the net cam, which I fucking hate um, multiple times because they just didn't want that pillar in the way of the broadcast. Yeah, just several things with Mullet that very fun to go to. Also, this was a home game 
for the yes. app. This was a home game that counts as a road game. It was probably 70-30 in terms of being oh. Avs fans. The student section was entirely Avs fans in this game, especially on the Avs attack two side. Yeah. That was Avs. It was an Avs home game. I mean, that's how it usually is. I mean, it's it's when I went there to the old arena at Arizona, it was during COVID and it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like 90-10 Avs fans. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Like, it was great because all of us Avs fans have been wanting to watch an Avs game for so long that we finally got to watch one in Arizona. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was a home game, but I don't know, man. Like, my biggest takeaway from that game is is I didn't think the Avs played bad, but they didn't play good enough to win. Like, I, I kind of thought they deserved a loss in this game, and getting a point out of it, I'm happy with that. Yeah, especially compared to the other ways they've lost this season, getting a point out of a game is a goddamn miracle. Yeah. Like, they didn't play badly but they made some pretty big mistakes in this game that ended up in the back of their net most of the time and able to battle back enough to squeeze out a point yeah if you're gonna lose lose in overtime yeah you know this is the only the second time all season the abs have been overtime their first overtime loss of the year 22 games in which is almost impossible when you think about it especially the amount of times this team went to overtime last year (laughs) only have done it twice Shows that they take care of business in regulation and get destroyed in regulation. Yeah, or they blow games in the last minute. Yeah, and if not for two meltdowns in the final minute, there'd be at least two more of those in there. Right. It's I I love overtime hockey, but I hate overtime hockey at the same time. Like it, it is more stressful than anything. Well, playoff hockey is way more stressful, but for regular season, overtime hockey is edge of your seat. Yeah, and the Avs did not play very well in no. this time. They got beat up pretty badly. Dude, like they actually won the opening faceoff. And I was like, cool, we can actually intercept. I think Kale turned the puck over like 10 seconds into the period after they had the puck. And it's like, Kale, you you played great this game. What are you doing, man? I think what what how many minutes did Kale McCarr play in the overtime? I want to say he played like almost the entire overtime. He pretty much did play the yeah. entire overtime. He scored the goal too. He did score the goal. Just it happened to be against the Abs. Um, yeah, I I go back to it with the Abs in overtime. They should be so much better in overtime than they are with the talent they have. But they just didn't have the puck in this overtime. And when they did have the puck, they turned it over and just made stupid plays. Like I didn't love the shot from Miko in overtime. I thought that was kind of rushed. Like you had the opportunity. Just keep cycling the puck, man. Like you're gonna get your chances. And they didn't love it. They weren't winning puck battles all night. And yeah, I mean, Kale scores on himself after what I thought was an excellent penalty kill in the in the overtime period. Yeah, where you have the the Byram slashing penalty. Byram gets beat on this play. He takes the penalty to avoid the goal. Am I crazy? I didn't really think that was much of a slash where the ref sees a uh, breakaway. I think it was pretty. It was. I think the way that Bukestad missed the net made it look a lot more egregious than it actually was. Yeah, because I, I think what the ref is seeing there is almost a breakaway and Byram making a play and the guy missed. He's like, oh, well, surely right. he had to have committed a penalty Because there. he missed it so badly that I thought, I think that the ref thought it was way more egregious than it actually was. Yeah. I um, I, I don't love the way that Byram got beat on that play. No. I, I, I don't love that, but it was... 
the penalty that Bo took, like he had to take that penalty in the moment, but he could have prevented it if he's just in a better position. It's it's a tough spot to be in. I mean, he 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 fucked up on the coverage. It's a bad read by him. He's not in the right play place. It allows the guy to get behind him. He has to take the penalty. Either he doesn't, and the goal goes in right there, and he's still he's still getting destroyed, or he takes the penalty. They score on the power play, and he's still getting destroyed. And they don't score on the power play, but he's technically they did. He's not back in the play yet, so he's still getting destroyed after the game anyway. And even it's tough because I didn't think he was that bad in this game. I thought this was no. one of the better games in recent memory, but you make a dumb play that ultimately does lead to the game-winning goal, you're, you're going to get criticized. Yeah, it, it just goes back to, I mean, he was the third defenseman on in this overtime, and he he should be better in it. I, I'm, and I'm not saying let's write up Bo Barham. I mean, I think Raj put it perfectly. He's he's basically games played in the middle of the second NHL season. There's going to be yeah. growing pains. Um, I'm not going to say he was bad. He made a bad play on this one. Um, he hasn't been the Bo Barham that we thought he was going to be. But there's still plenty of time left in the season for him to turn it on. Like, players go through slumps. He's in a slump right now. Yeah, the the amount of people that like just seem like they're giving up on Bo. This guy sucks. He's never actually good. Like he, that's not in reality whatsoever. If every player was just kicked off a team every time they went through a bad stretch, no one would ever be on the same team. Yeah, like it's okay to acknowledge that Byram has not been good this season. Outside of a couple of games, not great returns on Bo Byram so far. Also get. 22-year-old, barely over 100 games in the NHL, who's been constantly interrupted by injuries, and no Sam Gerrard to shelter him right now, and he's getting thrown in a big role in the worst stretch of his career, so everything he does is currently being magnified. And I don't think there is any person on earth more frustrated with Bo Byram than Bo Byram right now. No matter the amount of vitriol you're feeling at him, he feels tenfold right now. He knows he stinks right now. He knows he's not playing well. And it's the kind of thing he's just got to play it out. They're not going to bench him unless he like has a game where he's like a minus six responsible for every goal and takes 10 penalties. The guy's not going to get scratched. They don't have the manpower to be scratching Bo Byram right now. Because even bad, he's still better than other options. Yeah. Here's the thing that why I think Bo's going to be fine because he does have flashes in games where like, okay, it is there. If he can just figure out how to put this together for a whole game. He'll be solid. Like there was a couple shifts in the third period last night against the Coyotes where him and Josh Manson were buzzing in the offensive zone. Like they were moving the puck around. It's like, okay, I can see the potential here. It's just, we got to put it together. Um, Of course that comes on the heels of one of the worst plays by them that they just give up a goal on a simple dump and chase and neither of them wins a puck battle and it gives the Coyotes the three, two lead. But I do see the flashes with Bo that make me still confident that he's going to be the Bo Byron we expect him to be. Right. Like the flashes are there. We have to remember sample size. It's 22 games. We're comparing it to the rest of his career. This is the anomaly. Most of the time, Byram has been pretty good, if not excellent, most of the time. If in the most important parts of his career, Byram has been amazing, especially Correct. in the Stanley Cup final. You gotta give him, you gotta give him time. You gotta be patient with a 22-year-old. Because like, yeah, frustrating. And it sucks because that mistake in overtime kind of does lose you the game in the end and it makes you give up a point that sucks you can't 
be giving up on him. You can't be spreading all the vitriol about him online and everything. Like we can't do this again. I know there's no Gerard. I know there's someone we got to focus our frustrations at whenever this team loses. It doesn't have to be that way. It can be both. It does not need to be what we always do with Gerard. Gerard's rather greater. He sucks. It doesn't need to be like this. It's Byram is bad right now. He's going to be better. He has been better. This is a slump. It's a slump. And I think he's going to come out of it. I mean, we've been saying it all year. And there are times that a player just has an off year. Like, it it, it happens. It ha- They're human beings. So I see the flashes with Bo, though, this year that I, I do think he's going to go on a heater soon. Uh, and by heater, I'm not even saying, like, 10 goals in, like, 10 games. I'm saying... He's going to play solid defense. He's going to contribute and solidify himself as the top four role. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he made a mistake, and he's made some mistakes pretty bad in the past four games, four or five. Yeah. I think he has like what six or seven penalties in those in those four or five games. So it's been rough, but I'm not going to give up on Bo uh, because he, like you said, he's 22 years old, man. You you can't judge a 22 year old who's barely played over a hundred games. So yeah, you can be mad in the moment, but here's the thing, man, it, it he's going to play again tomorrow against Anaheim. And I think he's actually going to be better. Yep. I completely agree. And you can't take away still has 16 minor penalties on the season. 22 games into the year. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to honestly be taking that much. I mean, the guys behind him, Mason McTavish, Frank Petrano, Tom Wilson, very funny. Vander Kane, Blake Coleman. It's unfortunate right now. And a couple of those penalties have been bad luck. Some, a lot of them have been self-inflicted. A couple of them, like especially the the this last game before Arizona, he takes that makeup penalty that it just because it just happened to be him there. It was a penalty. And this one, he he's doing his best to, to save a goal. I didn't even completely agree with the call in the first place. It's just, it's all going to come together for him it's just things are going horrifically wrong for Bo Byram right now he does not need to be traded he's not going to get waived he's not going to get benched like it's you got to be reasonable with this stuff sometimes there are just I just go back to the point that people who want Bo Byram to be waived there are 31 other teams that would claim him in a heartbeat it's not even a he wouldn't make it past the first team right like take a deep breath guys like it it sucks to lose but that's always going to be always going to be my advice i think the people who listen to this show are very reasonable and i'm not really talking to any of you but there are people in this fan base that need to chill the fuck out like i think there are some people that genuinely expect this team to go 82 and 0 and are actually surprised when they lose oh i do it sarcastically i do it sarcastically but like if this was a playoff game hell yeah i'd be pissed too but it's fucking game 24 Chill. We're still right. first it's in the division. The last last game of November. He's still got a point out of it in game 22 of the season right. in Arizona on a road game against, again, an Arizona team. I know the, the muscle memory is you can't lose to Arizona. They're not bad. Yeah. They're not. Switch that team. mentality to the Sharks. The Sharks yeah. is where it's like, if you lose to the Sharks, that's a big deal. Right. Like if this was game two against the Sharks, the other game that went to overtime this season, and that happens. That kind of sucks, but you should be winning a game against Arizona. You are better than them. You got a point on the road. They're not bad. And they're, you know, you you take it and you move on. You've got bigger problems coming up because you have a back-to-back of Anaheim and LA 
where the Anaheim game you should win, but LA, your third game in four nights on the road, and LA has not played since Wednesday. So I'm willing to, to write this game out because you got a much bigger problem coming up. Yes, yes. Um, only other thing I have really from Arizona is the Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen goal streak is coming. And when it does, it's going to be insane. I, I thought that that line was very good last night. McKinnon obviously gets a goal. Rantanen, there's a couple times he passed up just a wide open shot that I, I don't get. But that line's going to start scoring some goals here again soon. And it's going to be crazy when they do it because they, they're they just, they're a volcano waiting to explode with goals. Yeah. And McKinnon, it's so funny when he plays Arizona. Like you knew he was scoring coming yeah. into this game. He has that beautiful shot on the power play goal that ties the game at three. And he just fucking hates this team so much. Yeah. It's the randomest rivalry. Like, because like even against like Minnesota, St. Louis, and Dallas, like McKinnon's locked in, yes. but he's he's never as locked in in the regular season as when he's playing the Arizona Coyotes. You can look up McKinnon versus Coyotes, and there's like ten different pictures of him beating the snot out of someone yes. on this team, chucking the helmet at I'm I'm blanking on his name, Connor. Connor Garland. Yeah, Connor Garland, and just beating the snot out of guys on this team, covered in blood and screaming at people. It's it's the funniest thing. I love it. I love when we play the Coyotes. Yeah, it's the most random thing too, and it's just you you rarely see that side of Nate, but he does he does hate the Coyotes, and it is very funny to see. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I, are your thoughts kind of similar to me on that? Like, I think this line's going to start scoring some goals here again soon. Like, they're, they're, some, they're top 10 players in the world. Of course, they're yeah. going to start scoring soon. I'm not super concerned about it. I thought McKinnon, this was one of his better games in a little bit. And I think Megan on DNVR brought up something interesting. This team might be kind of sick right now because McKinnon was suffering through something a little bit. And you can see kind of on the ice recently, like they seem a little more tired than usual yeah they have been going downhill in the thirds lately yeah like i would not be surprised if there's a a little bit of a bug going around that locker room just something oh, interesting that, that megan from dnvr who's in the locker room and gets these kind of things after games that we don't griffin and, they're professional athletes they should not be getting sick they should not on, be getting sick. yeah i mean they don't get sick like us it's you know. true if i get a flu i'm out of commission for like five days yeah they're still going out there and playing even when they're sweating and tired but i mean I think they're working through some things right now. I I think Kale McCarr is a little more banged up than he's letting on. Did you see after the goal, he's a little wincy during the celebration and everything. We're questioning whether he's going to play in this game. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was going on. Yeah, that happened. I mean, he did block that shot with his hand, like, what, less than a week ago? Yeah. I mean, that bruise is 100% still there. Like, that that muscle is still 100% there. Um, yeah, I mean, he he probably is banged up. But it's not slowing him down. <laughs> Can you imagine if Kel McCarr is at 100% and he's do, putting up these numbers? He's just had one of the best months ever for a defenseman. Best month for a defenseman in Avalanche history. Got second star of the month, which I don't understand. I don't get that. Kucherov oh. got number one because he had a six-point game. Correct. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. That, that's uh, why he got it. Yeah, he got it for the entire month because he had a really good game. Yes. Kel yes. McCarr had one of the best months for a defenseman ever and was neck and neck with Kucherov in terms of points as a defenseman. But Kucherov gets, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you're answering your own question right there. I mean, that's the only reason why he won it is because he had a six point night. That's it. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's just the way it goes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kel McCarr is fucking awesome. And he gets the first goal of this game. He was good. He obviously, well, he had two goals in this game. Like we yeah, talked two. about. He had the game winning goal. Yeah. He had the game winning goal for the Coyotes. I don't know. Like, what is he trying to do on that play? He's trying to corral the puck and get it out. And I, I think uh, Bukestad just got enough of his stick that it misdirected it enough. I also think that this happens a lot. You'd push a puck into your own goalie yeah. so they cover it. Went horribly wrong this time. <laughs> I think it was a, a blend of, of several things where Makar is trying to corral it and like gently push it into Georgia for him to cover it. And if not do that, get it out. And just the slightest tap from Bukestad pushes it off course enough that it's just right through the the wide open five hole that just so happens to be there and shit bad luck you know yeah. you do it's not it's not like this was a brain fart i think he, he's doing the right thing on this play it just goes wrong which happens it happens it happens man but yeah i mean this this loss it stinks um i thought georgiev made a couple big saves in this game to keep it a one goal game uh, nothing wrong with the way Georgiev played. I didn't like the third goal. I thought that was a pretty Yeah, but at the game, same but... time, it's like that shouldn't have even been an opportunity. Like Josh Manson and Bo just get beat from the neutral zone into the puck. Like you have the head start. Why? What are you doing? That shouldn't even be an opportunity. So I can see why he didn't have it. Um, the start of the third period was so bad for the ass, but then the rest of the third period, they absolutely dominated. So I can't even be really that mad at the third period other than the fact the first two minutes of it went terribly wrong. Yeah, I mean, the shots in the third ended up 10-3 to in favor of the Avs, and you get the tying goal, you get momentum. You really can't be too mad or upset about this game as a whole. I mean, they played fine, and with Georgiev, he had a good game, just didn't like the, the third goal going in. You can give up a bad goal and still have a good game. The first goal against for Arizona was just a double doink off the ice yeah that was crazy that yeah. was you, you see that happen every once in a while in the league where it just bounces off the ice and it's like that shouldn't happen perfect perfect deflection you can't do it any better than that second one's just a, a nice power play goal by future Av nick schmaltz and the fourth one is a known goal like you can't you can't give them too much shit in this game you know what still finished above 900 yeah dude i i know the Avs penalty kill is really good but i fucking hate the diamond formation on the pk i hate it i feel like it opens up so many chances in that slot area you know actually the nhl site is wrong because he did not finish above 900 that doesn't make any sense uh, let's pretend he did. according to the nhl site he made 29 saves on 32 shots just there there's a big problem with that that equals he three he yeah. equals three he gave up four so he did not finish above 900 but you know NHL site doing normal things, I guess. Yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Like, I just hate the diamond formation. And I know that's just me being dramatic because, like I said, it's a top five penalty kill unit. But if they can hit that in-between pass into the seam in the middle of the ice, that's wide open. Yeah, and we've seen it hurt this team a lot where the this penalty kill is weak to the puck being down low. When it's on the top, on the blue line, power play can't do anything. Second, that puck gets down low. This penalty kill has been in a lot of trouble this season. Yeah, and it's tough to complain about a unit that's probably been the best unit for the Avs, but I fucking hate that diamond formation. I just don't get it. 
yeah, it, it gets cracked every now and again. You know, you let Nick Schmaltz get that wide open, he's going to make you pay. But I do want to talk about one thing, and my favorite thing to talk about is the third line. They were great again in this game. Miles Wood with the second goal of the game, and Ross Colton still playing out of his mind. Logan O'Connor just chefless. I have Never. a little bit of a gripe with them. I, I thought in the third period they were kind of bad. Yeah, even still. I, I, granted, they have one bad period, and it's like, thought, like no. I, I just thought their first two periods were so good that there was kind of a letdown in the third. See, my, my problem was with the fourth line in this game. I thought they just really didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, they, they got kind of bullied around by Liam O'Brien and uh, – who's oh, – is it Bukestad? No. Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. They got pushed around a little bit. Yeah. Liam O'Brien, that's such a fun name to always bring back up again. That fight with Josh Man. People gotta stop trying to fight Josh Manson. Oh, I like it. I, I like when he fights because it's like he'll fight like twice a year, and it's like, oh yeah, Josh Manson is actually a large human being and he can fuck up a lot of people. Um I don't know how I feel. I know this penalty benefited the Avs, but I fucking hate the instigator penalty too. Like, just let him fight, man. Right. Like I just the fighting after a clean hit I thought was stupid, but if they agree to fight, you don't need the right. investigator thing. Right. Like I know that one benefited the abs and that's what tied the game, but it, it, it's, it's a stupid penalty. Yeah. So, it's, dumb. it's dumb, but yeah, don't fight Josh Manson. Yeah. Um, it, like just multiple times he has tried to send guys for a dinner date with God. You don't need to <laughs> keep trying to fight this guy like that. I mean, Liam O'Brien went for that takedown, like his life depended on it. Well, he had to. He had to. I, I think he thought the fight was over when he fell the first time, and Josh Metz was like, nobody, you wanted this. I thought the fight was, I thought they were going to step in there. Yeah, I thought they were too, because it was like, I think Liam O'Brien was like, what am I, oh, maybe not. Liam O'Brien's a tough guy, but he, he went a little bit out of his, uh, out of his weight class there. With I, I gotta be honest, I did not see Liam O'Brien becoming a full-time NHLer really coming in this league, even with Arizona, but good for him. He's carved out himself a nice role. Yeah, I mean, he won't be around for long because once the Coyotes start getting good and build some more depth, I think he'll be out of the league. But he's he's a scrappy guy. He played, what, two games for the Avs? E-12. Played 12. 12 games. Yeah. And before that, he was the, the captain of the Hershey Bears and played a couple of games with the Caps back in the day before he came you, to... You cheer yeah. for guys like that. Like yeah, I love, I love Liam O'Brien, but he's come to Arizona. Do you know how, you know how many games he's played for, for the Roadrunners? Zero. Zero. He's been yeah. he's been a coyote the whole time for three seasons now. And he's got six points and two goals on the season. Like he's a bottom six player. Good for he's him. Bottom six player. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, I think we saw that with the fourth line to last night. They aren't the biggest line. They aren't the most physical fourth line. So when they run into someone who's a little bit bigger than them, that could be a problem. But I don't think there's many teams that sport a fourth line of just big dudes. No. Yeah, it was fine. I, was like, I didn't think they were awful. I just didn't think they were super effective in this game. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, fourth line was okay. Second line had flashes. Poor Thomas Tatar. Can't catch a break. Happy birthday, Thomas Tatar. It is your birthday today. Um, yeah, that dude can't catch a break, man. Takes a puck in the face. He had a pretty good chance. Was it in the first period? Yeah. It's coming for him, man. It's coming. I'm going to keep saying that. It's coming. And one of these days, I'm going to be right. You would certainly hope so with him at a certain point. You certainly hope that's going to be the case because it's get we're in December now, still no goals, and he catches that puck to the face. Uh, I thought Ryan Johansson struggled a bit in this game. He looked a step slow. Like there, there are going to be times with the second line that they just don't look very good. Yeah. It's going to be a very hot and cold line. Jonathan Duran looked good. I thought he had some some good moments. Um, but yeah, I mean the second line was 
probably the worst line. Yeah. Of the four. Yeah, that's I think that's gonna be the case. And too early to be talking about trade deadline stuff, but it's gonna be really interesting when we do get to the trade deadline to see what this team does. Cause it's unusual that you really only have holes in your top six and not in your bottom right. six. The bottom six kicks ass. Yeah. Like I you have you have options in the bottom six that you can just swap in and out if you feel like you need it. And then like you're gonna get Lekin in back. You're probably going to add someone at the deadline too. Like, there's going to be really interesting lineup decisions that are going to happen later. Kovalenko. this Kovalenko. Kovalenko. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Going to be a lot of interesting stuff. But yeah, this game. I mean, if if you are severely overreacting to this game and saying it's pathetic that they lost this game, I mean, I think you just got to calm down. Touch grass, bro. Right. Just take take a deep breath. We're starting December now. Ever since the Avs lost that game to St. Louis, they went what? eight one and one or something so around that like they've they've been kicking ass for a while here at this point they won losses happen man yeah they they won they went seven one and one since the blues game for the rest of the month you can look at that okay took a historic collapse in the final minute to lose that game in regulation and they lost an overtime game on the road you know trade everybody yeah this team sucks put put them in the blender but yeah i mean other than that man it was a fun game to watch. I enjoyed watching that. That was a fun game of hockey to watch. I, I was on the edge of my seat. But now we get to set up. I'm sorry for you. Thank God this is happening on the weekend for you. But uh, we're back on the West Coast for some late night games. Uh, first one being against the Ducks tonight by the time you're listening to this. The Ducks uh, had a good run to start the year, but they've kind of fallen off immensely. Um, you kind of preluded to it that the Kings – do we do play the Kings next night? I expect pros are tough to get the start. Um, you need to win this one because it's not looking great for that Kings game the next day. Yeah, night. the the Ducks game. Um, I did not realize the Ducks had lost eight in a row. Yeah. I think I knew they've been bad, but there's two eight to two losses in there, one of them to us, the other to the Oilers. They lost five four to the Caps last night because they gave up four goals in the first period and the Tom Tom Wilson hat trick, which is amazing. Love that. Everyone can die mad about that. And boy, I mean, you got the Ducks next two games are against the Avs. You you need four points out of those. Yes. Yeah. You you this game against the Ducks is a must win. Just not even must win. If you're gonna win a game, they has to be this one because that Kings game on Sunday is going to be very tough. Especially if there's like the a bug running around that team with the flu, yeah, that that game against the Kings could get ugly. Yeah, that Kings game. I mean, your only saving grace is the Kings are okay at home. That's your only saving grace. Yeah, if this game was in Colorado, you can chalk that one up as over. Have the Kings lost a road game? I mean, lost one, right? So I'm looking home, 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 home. They are undefeated on the road. That's impressive. I can't. That's, I, yeah, I have to admit. No, they're nine and zero on the road, and they're four, four, and three at home. Okay, so maybe maybe we can win this one. Um, but yeah, the Ducks game with Prozertov in net. I imagine the Avs should win this game. Uh, like you said, the Ducks are really struggling. I don't want to say the Avs are going to blow them out. I kind of think the Avs are going to blow them out. I, I would hope so in this game, but you take the two points however you can get them. Yeah, I think the Avs win this one. Um, I'm going to say they win it 5-2. to two. 
I, I like that score. I mean, I'll go four to two just to be different, but I think we're getting to the same place regardless. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is, they should win this game big. The ducks are struggling. Um, they should win it pretty big. I certainly hope so. Cause it's going to set up for this game against the Kings where this is your third game in four nights, second half of a back-to-back against a Kings team that last played against Washington on Wednesday. They lost that game two to one. They were coming off of a five game winning streak and this will be their first game since Wednesday at that point. Yeah. So they're going to be rested and the abs are not. Yeah. Uh, I think your hope in this game is that the Kings are rusty and for some reason they can't play at home because if they're not, this is going to be ugly. It kind of reminds me, wasn't there a game against the Kings last year? Like late in the season where Georgiev made like 48 saves and the abs won. I want to say like Newhook scored a goal. It was later in the season, but that's kind of what the recipe is going to have to be because the, the Kings should beat the shit out of the abs in this game. Yeah. They have not played since Wednesday. They are a very, like, I think it goes right now. You'd say that the Kings are probably one of the best teams in the West. Points, percentage, points percentage wise, they are the best team in the West. They're yeah. In four and three, they have a 725 points percentage and they're seven, two and one in their last 10 games. This is a very good hockey team. Yeah, they're really good. So I think this could be, and the game's on. Sunday. Okay, good. It's not Saturday. Maybe we won't lose eight to nothing. Um, unless Georgiev pulls a rabbit out of his ass. I just don't know if the Avs win this game, man. I, I The Kings are really good. Third game in four nights for the Avs. This could get ugly. Yeah. Like you want to be optimistic as much as possible, but also at a certain point, there comes a point where this team's at a massive disadvantage in this game and winning this game is going to take a monumental effort and also bad play from the King. It's going to take bad goaltending from the Kings. That's really where I think the abs have a chance is if they can get Phoenix Copley or uh, Cam Talbot to struggle because yeah, I just don't know, man, this, the abs could really, really, really get their asses kicked right now. Um, because Talbot's been good, Bingus Copley's been okay. I just, I'm trying to talk myself into this man. I don't think they can do it. I just don't think they can beat him. I would certainly love if they can. I would certainly love if they can find a way to win this game. This is one of the very few times this season you have a borderline scheduled loss. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, if the Avs lose by less than three goals in this game, I will be very happy. If it's a game, that'd be awesome. Yes. But it makes the game against the Ducks very important. You gotta go win that game. Yes. Because if you beat the if you lose to the Ducks and then you lose to the Kings, yeah, that could be a problem. But if you beat the Ducks, you get three of six points on this road trip, I'd be okay with that. If you beat if you beat the Ducks, you're automatically five hundred on the road trip. You take that every time. Right. Uh if you lose to the Ducks, yeah, we could have some problems going into uh into Sunday against the Kings, but I think we're both in agreement, and I think most Avs fans, once they notice what's going on, will be in agreement. The Kings should kick our ass in this game. They really should. They're going to be rested. We're not. And they are already a good team. If we were both rested coming into this game, it's already a tough game. Like, even though the first game we played against the Kings, the season opener, that was still a a really good game that the Avs took over late. You can argue it was one of the worst performances for the Kings all season. Yeah, I mean, the goalies, I forget, was it Talbot that started for them in that yeah, game? Talbot. 
he was bad. He was bad in that game. And he's been good ever since then. So I just, I'm trying to talk myself into it. I, I'm not going to. I, I think the Avs could get their asses kicked in this game, and they probably should. Yeah. And you know what? Whatever. You take it and you move on. Just beat the Ducks, and this, this is all good. Yeah. You beat the Ducks, and then you play them again on Tuesday this week. Just get four points against the Ducks. If you sandwich this Kings game between four points against the Ducks, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I will be more than happy to write this off, this Kings loss, this imminent loss, as who cares, but we have to beat the Ducks. Yeah, so by the time we're recording on Monday, we'll lose the Ducks and then beat the Kings. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, if they just win one of them, I'll be happy. Yeah, I'd prefer it to be the Kings game because that'd just be really funny. But It would be. Regardless. If they win both, hell yeah. That'd be really cool. I just, we're trying to be realistic here. Yeah, it's only so much you can do at a certain point, I think. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just, we, we talk about how we we don't think fans should think the Avs are going to win every game. Uh, there is a part of me that thinks the Avs should win every game. Yeah, like, I mean, I it'd be awesome game. if they just win 82-0 and 0 and just won yeah. everything. But... Uh, if, if even those types of fans have to realize, like their goal, they should lose this game to the Kings. They should. Yeah, like what well, like you said, like why is the schedule like that? How, how come Kings have not played since Wednesday? I don't know. We've talked about back to backs on the last episode. These are the ones that piss me off. Like if if it's both teams on a back to back, then whatever. The Kings not playing for four days before this game. The after playing their third game in four days before this game, like that's. Like, that's just not fair. That's a right. straight-up disadvantage. Right. Like, you're basically, like, hoping the other – yeah, it, it's stupid. It's stupid. Um, fuck you, NHL, for doing this. But, yeah, if the Avs win that game, I will I will be shocked. But, yeah. hey, we'll have to wait and see till, uh Monday when we record. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you sign up. Best of all, nobody's going to be missing out on any of the actions this season because all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day. This September. So, what are you waiting for? Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Now, back to the episode. What do you do at that point? But looking around the league right now, we actually had a, a trade made the other day with old friend Nikita Zadorov going from the Calgary Flames to the Vancouver Canucks for a 2024 fifth round pick and a 2026 third round pick. I'm interested why the Flames decided to just give the Canucks a good player for such a cheap deal, considering they hate each other. Yeah. Very weird. It makes the Bobillier trade make a lot more sense, which I think we talked about in the last episode. I think we talked about like the second we stopped. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, but the, the Canucks traded Anthony Bobillier, who's a good player, who they got in the uh, – uh, why am I blanking on this Orbat. name? Orbat trade. 
to clear the salary cap space to get Nikita's door off. So, um, yeah, I, I don't get why the Flames did that. I, I think it's they rushed to trade a player who said he wanted out, which yeah. is... And that's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with the return in this instance. It's just, were the other packages from other teams so bad that you sent him in division to the Canucks? Because the Flames are still in this right now. Right. They've Does he have a no-movement clause? Zadorov, I don't know. No, he had nothing. He's just in the last year of his deal. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. They, they probably could have moved into an Eastern Conference team. And, like, I don't know. Like, you heard that he demanded the trade, and then nothing else really came of it. Yeah, I mean, the, you knew they were shopping and looking for deals, and a lot of teams wanted them. The Devils apparently were one of them. The Leafs apparently were one of them. None of oh, them had you imagine him on the Leafs? He'd be fine. No, no, I mean, like, I mean, like him in that Toronto media, they would crucify him because Zadorov makes some big hits, but he also fucks up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all remember Nikita yeah. Zadorov here in Colorado. Awesome dude. Love Nikita Zadorov. Had his mistakes in Colorado yes. for sure. Yeah, I, I would. I actually kind of wanted him to go to Toronto because that would have been very funny because. I think Toronto would have had this perception of the defenseman they're getting, and that is just not what he is. He's a good NHL defenseman. That's what Toronto always does. They always get like, oh, we're going to get the big physical guy. Like, there's a reason he plays, like, second pair minutes at best most of the time. Right. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, I would have actually loved that. But I do like the move for Vancouver. Gives them another – I think that's actually a team that could use, like, a second, third pair defenseman. Yeah. but yeah, the return for the Flames is atrocious. Yeah. I mean, I get the return. I just don't get why you need to send him in division. Right. Yeah, it makes no sense, man. Yeah. I, I I did not love it from that point of view, but good for the Canucks, man. Like they're they're going for it this year, which I kind of think they have to. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, you have JT Miller playing out of his mind, you have Pedersen still playing out of his mind, Quinn Hughes going great. Philip Aronix turned into a top pair partner for Hughes. Demko's probably the front runner for the Vesna right now. One of, yeah. Yeah, one of the, because that's a weird thing as well. What's going on with the Vesna right now? Who's winning that? Uh, Demko's probably up there. Swayman's probably up there. Because you like, you kind of look at who the best goalies have been save percentage wise. It's Aiden Hill, Charlie Lindgren, and Jonathan Quick are the top three. Very funny. Um, yeah, Soros has been bad. Shesterkin hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been good. Um, Sorokin hasn't been great. Yeah, I, I think right now it's Demko, Swayman, Talbot in there. Yeah, like Talbot, nine twenty-eight. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I think that's probably who I'd go with. Yeah, just a. I, very... I, I think Demko is probably the winner right now. Yeah, just a very weird ballot right now. But yeah, with the Canucks. I, I like the addition of Zadorov for them. I like what they've done with the team over the last couple of years. We'll see if they can fend off this regression enough. I think they can do it just fine. Oh, yeah. Because they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. It seems like they're just kind of alternating wins and losses right now. And uh, we talked about that game against Vegas coming up for them. They had it yesterday on Thursday, and Vegas beat them pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not great. But it's okay. I mean, the, the Canucks are still going to make the playoffs. You're still good, but they, they are not Stanley Cup contenders. No. 
And I don't know if Sidorov's going to move the the needle for them too much, I wouldn't think. I don't think he will. No, I don't think so either. And with the Flames, what just what are they going to do this season? They have so many guys expiring, like Lindholm's expiring, Hannafin and Tanev. But they're also 500 right now, and the West is not good. I don't think you can fall for that trap of the West not being good. Like this team is not a Stanley Cup contender. No. If you can get, you could probably get a pretty good return for Hannafin. You could probably get an awesome return for Lindholm. At worst case, you could come out of this trade deadline with two or three first round picks. Probably close to, I don't, I think Lindholm will definitely net you a first. I don't think there's any question about that. Hannafin, maybe. Hannafin, I think you could if they, yeah. if you get close to a trade deadline. I think you could get a first for him. Yeah, and if you could probably get a third, I think you could get a second or a third for yeah. 10. Like there's an opportunity for them to really stockpile some draft picks. Are they going to do it? No, but they should because you can't fall for the trap of the West is bad. Yeah, the West is bad from six or seven eight one through six. I think there's six really good teams in the West. Like, yeah. outside of Vancouver, maybe one through five. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, 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 one through four. One through four, there's really good teams. I kept, I keep forgetting the Jets are in there. Right. But, I mean, the Avs, Stars, Vegas, and LA are really good. And yeah. then the rest of the West just... And with the good. Flames, I mean, part of the reason why the West isn't very good is because the Flames aren't very good. Very good. And yeah. they need, with the contracts they have right now, with Huberto forever, Kadri forever, and Uyghur forever, they do need to stock up some picks a little bit here and get some guys and like if you hold on to Tanev for another year is that going to bring him you closer if you re-sign him Hannafin the same thing Lindholm maybe but he's going to ask for a lot of money yes and I like what did they what did he want nine million dollars or something for a guy who's who's Hasn't been the the point per game guy that he was two years ago. Not playing with Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk kind of hurts you a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if you can afford to pay him that kind of money. If that and if that's what he's asking for, you gotta you gotta move him. You got yeah, you can get a first for him because at the yeah, trade deadline, someone someone will give up a first for him. If I was a general manager and I was being offered Elias Lindholm, I I would do unspeakable things to make that right. deal happen. Right, because he, he's I'm, a I'm great tra- I'm player. Trading out, I'm trading outside of my draft picks and my players. I'm I'm making deals with the devil at that right. point to get that guy on my team. And if you can get him that half retained too, disgusting. Yeah. So the the, the flames should trade everyone. They won't, but they should. Yeah. At, at least you're expiring guys. But yeah, the flames. I I'm interested to see what they're going to do because they're they've never been that kind of team that has that kind of sense to go and do that. And I don't think new general manager Craig Conroy has made a super strong impression in his first couple of months because his only two trades as a general manager are trading Tyler Toffoli for pennies and trading Zadorov for nothing. Correct. Maybe something's in the works. I don't know. It it better be because it's not been great for them so far. No. And also, like, if every why does everyone just want out of Calgary so badly? You know, maybe there's something with that, too. Yeah. Might be time I for I think a I know why. I think but, I do too, but it might be time for a reset. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's more just there's a lot of team like a lot of players don't want to play in Canada. Like the pressures there's a lot of pressure there. Um the weather sucks 90% of the time. 
And when you have teams like Florida who are getting good in Tampa Bay, fuck yeah, I'd rather go live in there than live in fucking Alberta, Canada. Well, if you're Nikita Zadorov, you can't be too happy right now. You just moved up the road. Yeah, but Vancouver is a more pretty... Yeah, Vancouver is pretty In nice Alberta. Spot. Yeah. Like, or Calgary. Come on, man. Like, I know, that's just but even crazy. still. It's tough. It's tough to be the Flames. It is tough. I'll give them that. Yeah, just stuck in the middle for so long. You know, sucks. They just need to embrace the rebuild. I feel like they've never really embraced a rebuild. How can, like, can you rebuild with those contracts? With Uberto? You know, those Patrick, first-round picks, you can. I, you can try, I think. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, we'll have to see. But, yeah, it sucks to be the Flames right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lucked out, honestly, not signing Goudreau. The one that hurts the most is, like, Kachuk walk away. Well, I mean, the, they essentially did sign Goudreau. They signed Huberto. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Goudreau signed cheaper. True. It's a good point. Yeah. I mean, Huberto's, yeah, he's getting paid, but he's got to live in Alberta, so that kind of sucks. And he's not doing anything. Not doing not, have you seen a Jonathan Huberto highlight this season? He has a wicked mustache. I, I saw him when he was sulking on the bench. Yeah, that was, that, yeah, that's a great highlight of him getting benched in the third period. Your $10.5 million player getting benched. Yep. It's a sign things are going great in Calgary. Now, I mean, they're they're helping us out. They're beating Dallas every time they play them. Yeah, we can live with that. Dude, did you see uh, John Tortorella last night play Joel Farabee for two seconds? Yeah, he played him for 48 seconds. Yeah. The guy who's been great most of the yeah. season, and his justification because is he didn't listen. He didn't listen. The most Tortorella thing ever. Like, fuck off, dude. Like, he's a professional athlete, man. Like, come on. That was, everyone's like, oh, it's so funny. It's like, no, you bench one of your good players for the entire game, essentially. Because he and they lost. Yeah. It's annoying to me. Um, it's only yeah. really cool when you win. When you lose a game in overtime, and, and you, you bench one of your best players. Probably could have used one of your best players in that right. game. You know, it stopped being cute. Right. That's fucking annoying to me, man. Um, any, uh, oh, NHL news. We did have uh, Tristan Jari scored a goalie goal. That was awesome. Always um, fun. Goalie goals are just the best. They usually happen when it's like four to two and the goalie's going for the three goalie. You don't usually see it happen when it's only a one goal. He sent that shit. Yeah. He he called his moment. You got to respect the cojones on Tristan Jari. Right. Fucks that up. That's a tie game. That's a tie game. So you usually don't see it. That was cool. I always just love it because that's one of the things that like ESPN will actually post as a goalie goal. So that was cool to see. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have anything else, man. Do you got anything I else? Totally forgot. Linus Olmark scored one last year. Yeah, that he did. Completely slipped my mind. Well, it. because it happened in Vancouver at like midnight your time yeah. on a Sunday. When is one of those going to happen at home? It's been like know. ten years. Like the last one was Mike Smith. Yeah. Since then it was like six years after that, or seven years after that. It was finally Pekka Rinne who did it. Yeah, Olmark last year, and it was Jari this time. It's been ten friggin' years. Since yeah, one of those guys scored at home. It's been a while. But yeah, those are always cool to see. Goalie goals kick ass. Um, almost like, would you rather have goalie goals or goalie fights? I mean, if it's my team, a goalie goal, I don't ever want to see my goalie in a fight. If it's someone else's goalie, I want to see them fight. Like the Flurry and Bennington stuff from last yeah. year. Yeah, I wanted to see them fight. I, I think it's goalie fights for me. I love yeah. goalies. Or if it's not my team playing, goalie fights every Fair. time. If it's Georgiev, goalie goal. Fair. 
Fair. Okay. All right. I, I think I'm good on NHL news. Let's move on to those mailbags, bro. Yeah. Let's get on to the two mailbag questions we got for this week. First one coming from Sky asking, who is your personal favorite team to see us play against for any reason? I think mine is the Coyotes because of how much they piss off Mac. And I have to say, I think I agree. I love when we play Arizona. That's a good one. I I hate the wild games, but I also love playing the wild just because I think those are fun games to play. When I was a kid, it was whenever they played the Red Wings, but now like the Red Wings are better, but the Avs have kind of owned the Red Wings. So I'd, I'd have to go with the Wild just because those games are always fun to me for some reason. Yeah, and to just for actual matchup's sake, not for rivalry's sake, it's the Hurricanes. Yeah. For the, our last several games against the Hurricanes, they've none of them have been bad. They've all been bangers. It's all quality up and down hockey every single time. It's a shame we only see them twice. Yeah, and it's there's it's either a one nothing game or a seven four game. There's no in between for those teams when they yeah, play. Yeah, and even when it's the low scoring games, it's still absolutely phenomenal. It's still really fun. phenomenal hockey games every single time. I love when we play them. I think the Rangers low key. We when we play the Rangers, we get a lot of bangers too. Those are fun too. I, the what's one you don't like for me? Oh, I hate whenever we play the Leafs. I hate when we play Boston. I feel like Boston Boston's good one too. Kicks our ass every time. I just fuck. I hate the Bruins. I hate dealing with them in general. Well, the one you hate the most is whenever the Caps play the Avs. That's the game. Like, that's personal. Those games kick ass, though. They're always usually pretty good. They do. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the Leafs. I hate playing the Leafs. Um, I hate when we play in Ottawa. Whenever we play in Ottawa, we always get our ass kicked. Those games just feel so off every time. It's not even just that we lose. Those games just feel wrong. Yeah, we don't just lose. We, like, lose in a magnificent way. So those ones always suck. But yeah, I hate playing the Leafs. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of other ones. I mean, good or bad. Can you think of any off the top of your head? Uh, good. I like when we play Vegas. That's always just a fun, fun matchup. Um, another bad one for me. I always hate when we play the Islanders. Those games just always seem to be boring. I think Florida could be either category. Yes. When Florida comes to Denver, it's good. When we go to Florida, it's bad. Yeah, I feel like someone always gets hurt when we play the yes. Panthers. Yes, Eric Johnson broke his leg last year. Yeah, game. those games are always – like at home, you had the Burakovsky's only hat trick of his career came against yep. the Panthers, so I love that. And every other time you have like a guy getting shoved face first into the boards. Yeah, and I also – I don't like where Florida plays. I just feel like the altitude cameras in Florida, it just always seems super dark in there. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe that's, that's, what, that's one of those arenas. It just seems like they always play with the lights dimmed. Yeah. Like during the cup final, it kicked ass. Like I had no problem with it, but it must just be something with the altitude cameras. It's just always like, why is it so dark in this arena? I don't know. For me, that one's the Sharks. That sh- that arena always seems so dark. See, I feel like it's just too high of an angle where they have the cameras. Probably. HP center. But Probably. regardless, we're getting off topic. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah, so we got two questions from our guy, Logan. First one being, given how officiating has been so far this year, can you see a scenario where NHL officiating will have a play in a Stanley Cup playoff series? Absolutely. There's yeah. going to be some officiating that demolishes a playoff series. It's been bad this year. Really Correct. bad. Yes. No No fans or buts about it. Uh, I think everyone who's been watching hockey this year has been like, yeah, the officiating hasn't been great this year. It just hasn't. Uh, it's going to affect a series, and I really hope it's not an Av series. 
it's going to be this. It's going to be the Stanley Cup final this year. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be some kind of super questionable shit in the deciding game that we talk about forever. That's that's where this is leading right now. Yeah, I imagine they'll get it turned. Well, I don't imagine. I they hope won't. they get it turned around. They won't. Yeah. For what, what's the incentive? They don't have They're... to. They don't have to answer any questions. Don't have to do anything about it. They can they can be shit in the playoffs all they want. It doesn't matter. I hope they get it together. That's all. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm it's a wishful. Like lots of worse in the playoffs, man. It's a different rule book. Yeah, that's true. I'm just a hopeful guy. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, they're absolutely gonna affect a playoff series. I just I don't know why it seems worse this year, but it is. There's all for sure sorts of non calls, all sorts of shit. Like it's it's a mess. I hate it. Agreed. Anyway, what was the second part of Logan's question? Second part is: Are the New York Rangers now the team to beat in the Eastern Conference? The Rangers right now are the top team in the NHL at sitting at about what is it for them now? They are 16, 4 and 1, 33 points, and a 786 points percentage. Team behind them is Boston, who they beat pretty badly recently. Christian, your thoughts. How mad does it make you that Peter Laviolette's getting Jack Adams nominations when you know how bad he was for the hurricane or the caps the past three years? If the caps make the playoffs, Carberry beats him for Jack Adams. No chance, dude. Absolutely, he does. No way, dude. Because maybe he doesn't on the ballot, but if Carberry drags that fucking yeah, no, in your mental for you, yeah, yeah, of course. But the way the voters go, if he gets the Rangers of Presidents trophy, or he's going to he's going to win it. And gotta, he was terrible with the We got to do something about the Jack Adams, man, because if that's the case, then we're just this, this award needs to be ended. I'm telling you, he's probably going to win. So I, I just want to get your reaction out of that. Um, and it's not even like Lobby that's doing a good job. It's just Jonathan Quick has all of a sudden turned into a 930 goaltender again. So crazy what goaltending does for coaches. Yeah. It just makes them so good. Yeah. So right now, I I think I'd agree with him. The Rangers are probably the, the front runner. I'm still not going to give up on the Hurricanes, and I'm not going to give up on the Devils yet, less the Hurricanes, because I do think the Hurricanes will be good. They just Their goalie has to make 900 several 900 level saves. You bring up the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Dougie Hamilton has surgery to repair a torn left pectoral muscle and out we, indefinitely. Yeah, that's, he's out 8 to 12 weeks minimum. Yeah. That's what I just got from Frank Cervalli. Out indefinitely. Okay, here's the thing from the Devils. Out, also out indefinitely. Yeah, that's 8 to 12 weeks minimum. That hurts. That's a tough yeah. one. Okay. Well, that sucks for my fantasy team. Guess I'm keeping Darnell Nurse for a while longer. Yeah. Um, Okay, now I, I Devils, I'm going to say not worried about the Devils. Uh, I'm going to say the Hurricanes, I think, give the Rangers the – I don't even know. The Rangers kind of dominate the Hurricanes. The East is weird this year. I, I do think the Rangers are the best right now. This is a fucked up conference, and the Rangers are the only team that's been playing consistently well. Right. I mean, the Bruins are 500 in their last 10 games. And one of those losses was to the Rangers. You got to give the Rangers credit. They're winning games. Carolina cannot get goaltending right now. They had that game against the Islanders yesterday where they outshot them by like over 30, tied the game with like seven seconds left and still lost because they cannot buy a stop right now. And the Rangers have two goalies that are making saves. Jonathan Quick is a 930 and Shesterkin is a, a paltry 915. He sucks. Trade him. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just not fair how the Rangers get goaltending all the time. That kind of pisses me off, honestly. But I, I think the Rangers up there, I think a lot of people will be mad we don't say the Bruins, but 
they beat the Bruins, them. The Bruins aren't going to do anything with Pavel Zaka as their number one center. Yeah, I mean, to be the team to beat, you got to beat the team to beat. The Rangers won. They played head to head, and the Rangers kicked their ass. Like that's that's how that was worked. It in Boston too. It was in New York. I had a friend. Oh, at, I had a friend at that game. That's the only reason I know that. Yeah, but. Like Boston, uh, if they make a trade for a number one center, yeah, I think Boston can get up there. But Pavel Zaka is not a number one center. They aren't going to do – they can do all that they want in the regular season, and I don't trust them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when the Bruins go get Elias Lindholm, they're going to be a scary team. No, oh, that's going to piss me off so much, but you're so right. That's going to happen. That's absolutely what's going to happen. That's the yeah. biggest slam dunk of a trade I have ever seen. Oh, that's going to piss me off so much, but that does – fuck you, dude. Why would you have to put that in my brain? I just had it in my brain, so now it needs to be in yours. So yeah. we're going to ruin our days with that. But they're the two teams that have gotten the best goaltending in the yeah. East. Shocker, they're the top two teams in the East because Florida, their goaltending's fine. They're they've actually, Florida has surprised me how good they've been to start this year. I, I, I don't in, want to write off Florida, but kind of last year was a fluke on Bobrovsky just being unreal. Can he repeat that in the playoffs? I don't know. But Florida is better than I thought they'd be. Yeah, the Pan- the Panthers are going to make the playoffs. They're in. They're absolutely in. They are they've been very consistent recently and they're getting enough goaltending to get them by. Do I have them as leaders for the the cup? Not really. That's a shocking part. I mean, Kachuk has not been great. Have you yeah. heard anything about Matt Kachuk this season? Uh other than like the craziness that happened in Ottawa that we talked about. No, yeah. not really. This guy had back-to-back 100-point seasons. He's got three goals in 23 games like i have not heard anyone bring up a word yeah, and you would expect the panthers to be ass if that was the case but they're they're right in there that's I what i mean it's... like kachuk is going to get that going and when they do they're gonna be an even scarier team i mean barkov's back great. ekblad's back I, I picked them both up in fantasy and they're not doing anything for me right now so we'll see when they're actually back true i mean i need and i mean like the leafs i don't know what's going like Joseph Wall's kind of taken over for Samsonov. I, I think the Leafs are kind of the same spot they were last year. I think they're good, but do I think they're a cup contender? No. There's just so many problems on that team. I mean, they, they're, what, 7-1-1 one, and one in their last stretch? Like yeah. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. William Nylander has not really cooled down his point streak. Anybody's still having a career year. It, it, I, I just have the same problem with the Leafs that I had last year. I, I just think they may be able to win a round, but I don't think this is a cup contender. I don't think I've ever seen a more wide open conference. Like the I have oh, yeah. no idea who's going to the Stanley cup final. I don't believe in the Rangers yet for that. I need more than a 20 game sample size before I'm like, Oh, Stanley cup favorites. And the Bruins, we saw it last year with a better team that they got bounced round one. If they get Swayman and Olmark to perform in the playoffs, that changes things because they were not good in the playoffs last year. After that, like it's just a crapshoot. Florida's good. Toronto is good. Carolina's good, but they don't get goaltending. The Devils are going to have to fight for it now without Dougie Hamilton. They can't stay healthy. The Caps are not going to keep this up. I'm sorry to say it. Like, is Detroit going to, like, I don't know. There's so much still up in the air right now. There's so much. And it's just different than the West because in the West you can say it's one of the Avs, Stars, Knights, Kings. That's One of of those four teams will be in the Stanley Cup Finals. I would be stunned if it's anybody else. Agreed. 
but in the East, like you said, like I think it's the Rangers right now. But I, you could tell me we get to April and it's like the Hurricanes passed them, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, I could I, do that. I'd, I'd believe that entirely. But we yeah. could also be in March and the Flyers could be in the playoffs still. Yeah, there's just no. The East is a bunch of good teams, and the Rangers are ahead of them right now because they've just played the most consistent hockey. Yeah. So if you're in the West right now, uh, you're probably winning. If you find a way out of the West, you're probably going to win. Really. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like that take. I, I just, I, I, I think stylistically there are some matchups. Of course. I mean, styles are going to make fights, but the best four teams in the league reside in the West. In terms yeah. of my, my cup favorites, I'd take any of those four before any East teams. Yeah. I mean, Shesterkin just scares the shit out of me just because he's he has the potential to do that type of Georg, shit. Georgiev Shesterkin Cup Final would be fun. That'd be that'd be electric. Did Raj pick that this year? Did he pick it? Ab- I, feel like, I think he picks it like most years. He does. Abs Abs Rangers just because he said that that would happen. That'd be very funny if it happened this year and he didn't pick it. I'm sh- I'm sure he did. I'd have to go back and listen to it yeah. again, but I'm sure he did. I think he did. But yeah, uh, Rangers good for them. Put it together for a whole season. I don't think Jonathan Quick's going to be at 930 all season. No. And the Rangers are going to cool off like every other team in the league. They're they're in. They're going to make the playoffs. And if they keep this up, they're very easily going to, to win the Eastern Conference in the regular season. Right. And probably the President's Trophy. But as we've seen, that doesn't mean shit. Doesn't mean jack shit. So, yeah. Good questions. Good questions. Love these questions. Good stuff. Love Making it. us think and make me use my brain. There you go. Um I have one more thing before we wrap up the show. Shout out to everyone who sent us their Spotify wrapped. Um, still kind of crazy. I think we both talked about it on Twitter. Very weird to think that people listen to us because Griffin and I are just two buddies who just enjoy talking about the abs and talking about the NHL. For those of you who don't know, Griffin and I like will say that we're going to start recording at a time and we'll end up just shooting the shit for at least an hour before we actually start recording. It's really bad um, because we both have like stuff to do after the right, show. And then we just right. have to do it. So, we just shoot the shit. Um, so really for Griffin, it's just two friends talking hockey. And we, we consider a lot of the listeners just to be friends who enjoy watching hockey with us. So it was weird. I forget who someone said they listened to us for like 4,000 minutes. And I, my initial reaction was, I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to listen to my <laughs> voice for, for 4,000 minutes this year. But uh, thank you to everyone. Um, we, we say it a lot on this show, but it is, it is really cool that we have this platform and uh Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we we got a bunch of those uh, Spotify raps uh, after it came out. I was like, yeah, I listened to you guys for 5,000 minutes this year. I'm like, Jesus. And I just said, sorry, you had to listen to my dumbass talk for 5,000 minutes. That sucks. I don't, even think, like, I don't even think my mom hears me talk that much. I don't, yeah, I don't even listen to the show when I'm editing for that much. I don't listen. Yeah, no, I, I can't stand the sound of my voice. So to think that some people actually enjoy it is very weird. But the thing was, like, they sent the screenshot. I was like, oh, I'm a top 4% listener. Meaning yeah. there's, there's still another 4% that listens more than that. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to me. I, it's such a block in my head that all that happens. I just record the show. I put it out there and I just, I don't even think about it sometimes that Me people either. actually listen to us and think that we're smart. We are. Well, okay. If they've been listening longer, they know we're not smart. They know we're not. Yeah, those, are, those, those are the new listeners. Right. The new listeners like, you guys may be smart, but yeah. yeah. The, the old ones know we do not know a goddamn thing. God, no. God, no. But yeah, I mean, truly, truly thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It is weird. Like it happened last year too. I think it's gonna happen every year that we do it. 
and the, we see that and it's like oh shit people actually do listen yeah to like they send us here. their top five podcasts and we're over like dnvr and 32 thoughts and every like established like companies that yeah. like do like professional productions i'm just like i'm like in my couch right now yeah i'm literally sitting in my basement and uh yeah we, we have a blast doing it uh i said it before i mean th- this is just me and griffin are just two friends talking hockey like this yeah. is just fun for us and we record it my my so, professional setup is i bring out my folding table and I have my my Stanley Cup banner behind me that's maybe like six inches tall. That's yeah. my setup with my mic that I got for Christmas one year. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's just the way it is. But uh, we're truly thankful for all of you. Um, we also have to admit, we did get very lucky in like the first year, second year for you. First year I did the show, the Avs won the Stanley Cup. So I mean, you yeah, that helped. You have to acknowledge luck every once in a while, but you have to make your own luck sometimes. Yeah. So shout out to everyone um keep sending us those how long do you think it is before apple because they already do it with their apple music because here's a hot take for you guys this can sway how you feel about me i'm an apple music guy over spotify i know i'm sorry um i love apple music not that i love apple music it's just i apple is just apple music the first one i go to spotify i just never really went to um so i listen to my podcasts on apple too so I, I want to get the Apple ones. I wish they'd do that for the podcast. That yeah, a big, big reason why Spotify is better. Yeah, I mean, we've, we can have that argument another day. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know why. I've just always been an Apple Music guy. Like, they're the same price. There's really no difference between them. It's just, I think Apple Music has always been on my home screen. Where it's like, here, if you see my home screen, I just have Apple Music right there. So it's like, I, I know you could easily move Spotify into that, but I just, I haven't, <laughs> I never did. So Apple music guy, but I, I do want to see the, the Spotify one. I'll let, I'll let you get away with it this one time. I, yeah. I, I hated mine this year. My rap, wrapped? You hated it? I hated it. Oh, <laughs> dude. I always laugh at mine because I'm very much a, I don't know if you're this type of music listener like I am. When I find an album I like, I will listen to that album repeatedly until it drives me crazy. And then I oh, yeah. It. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first four to five months of the year, I was just like running all the time and working out for like yeah. a race and such. So all of my music was just like metal and like game yep. soundtrack. Like number two is like the Devil May Cry soundtrack. I'm like, I'm not going to share this with any. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for mine, like I'm looking at it and I have Metro Boomin as number five on mine. And I was like, why is he number five? And I forgot that I just loved the new Spider-Man soundtrack from the why am i blanking on it the, the multiverse cross, yeah cross spider-verse yeah it's cross the spider-verse like that's the only reason why metro boon is my top five because i love that album so um we won't go into a full detail but yeah, yeah my, my number one artist is my number one artist this year was capcom sound team like <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I'm just, out the, like i'm gonna see that once and put it out of my mind immediately yeah mine was black um i like black a lot that's a good a good artist right there but yeah i, I do find it funny because it's my like top songs like the albums i like it is just i play those non-stop so i wasn't surprised at all yeah i, I wasn't surprised i was disappointed yeah <laughs> I, was, I was kind of the same i was like oof but uh yeah shout out to you guys well big thing shout out to the listeners um you guys are the best and uh yeah, I love what we get to do twice yep. a week. I wish we could do it more often, um, but to a point, I think the content would get watered down if we did it like three or four times a week for us. Yeah, we'd run out of things to talk about. You'd hear about our music, like our Apple Music tastes more than anything. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, shout out to you guys. We appreciate you guys from yep. the bottom of our heart. Shout out to all the listeners. I think I'm ready to to wrap this one up here. So thank you all for tuning in to another edition of the Tell It As It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Use promo code Tell It As It Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It As It Is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go, Abs.